Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that you're listening. I hope that you'll consider sharing the podcast with your friends. If you're listening, I can only imagine that you're as excited as I am about Thursday. By the time that first bounce happens on Thursday, it's going to have been 81 days since the Eagles and D's played at Optus Stadium. As an American looking in, it's been impressive to see how Australia has handled the COVID-19 outbreak and helped to suppress the virus. Here in the United States, though, we are primed for footy to make further inroads. This week, it's amazing. We have five of the nine games being carried on free television here in the United States. It's tremendous that we have all those games being played here. And, you know, of course, we're starting out with the big one on Thursday morning for us, Thursday night for you. But we're going to be having the uh, Richmond-Collingwood game, the Port and Adelaide game, GWS and North Melbourne, St. Kilda and Western, as well as the Brisbane and Fremantle game this week. So over half the games are going to be played here in the United States. So this is going to be an opportunity for the game to get a significant foothold here in the U.S., I shared a link to the games on my Twitter feed earlier this week, but if you want to keep track here in the United States on what games are going to be carried, I strongly encourage you to check out the Australian Football Association of North America's website. They do a terrific job of keeping tabs on what footy content is available on television and on radio. It's afana.com, and I put the bookmark for that uh, website in this week's show notes. And uh, like I said, they do a fantastic job of uh, keeping us informed. And we're primed to have, hopefully, lots of games being played here in the United States. And this is, this is wonderful for us here because, let's be honest, the NBA hasn't started back up yet. That's not going to be till July. The NHL, supposedly, is going to be getting started as well. Major League Baseball seemingly cannot get out of their own way. But this is going to be a great opportunity for people besides Pat McAfee to fall in love with footy. This week, though, we had some very unexpected but huge footy news here in the United States. On Thursday, and I actually heard about this about an hour and a half before it came on, it was announced that Eddie McGuire and Brian Taylor were going to be hosting a weekly footy show on satellite radio here in the United States on what's called Sirius XM. And their new show premiered last Thursday. It's called Aussie Football Rules America pretty creative name there and if you're here in the states it's on the dan patrick channel which is channel 211 on sirius xm now for those of you in australia and about 60 percent of you who are listening are in australia so you know eddie mcguire he's a very polarizing figure for people lots of people love him lots of people question things about him i've found over the years him to be more I don't know if I'm a conspiracy theorist at all, but, uh, you know, I think he's a good broadcaster. I didn't realize until recently uh, that he does some other things as well. But for those of you who are here in the States, the best way I can describe Eddie McGuire is that he's kind of an amalgamation of Chris Berman from ESPN, Regis Philbin from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and Jerry Jones, the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. Mr. McGuire is a footy broadcaster. He does a weekly footy television program. He does radio. 
He talks about the games. He actually broadcasts uh, pregame stuff on game day. He's also, from what I've been told, the host of Australia's version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And he's also the president of the Collingwood Football Club, which is one of the most successful clubs in the competition. So some folks think that there's a conflicts of interest there, and maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but uh, that's not necessarily for me to say. But during the first episode, they brought on a couple of guests, and uh, they're trying to appeal to an American audience with this, which I think is fantastic. I mentioned this in an earlier episode you know, about the fact that it would be great if they had a weekly television highlights show. And maybe they'll do that as well, where they show highlights of all of the games in prime time to then help hook people to say, you know what, I'll set my DVR, I'll watch this later on. I actually shared the list of games uh, that are going to be played here in the United States. They're going to be aired here with one of my students that just finished up their school year with me. Um, I sent him an email about it, and I told him about it, and he said, well, you know, so those games are run really early. I said, well, you could set your DVR. And he's somebody who enjoyed watching the, the games before school in my classroom earlier this year. And I, I said, well, you know, you could uh, you could always DVR the games. And he said, well, you know, I don't like watching games that have been recorded. And I said to him, you're probably not going to be looking for the scores for these games, right? So you're not going to know who won or lost until you've watched so it would probably be okay. So we'll see if he watches. But he really seemed to really enjoy it when we had the games on before before school started back in uh, the fall of last year here. But during episode one of this new uh, show with uh, Eddie McGuire and uh, Brian Taylor, they brought on Mason Cox, formerly of the Oklahoma State University basketball team, who's now a member of the, the Magpies. And they brought on Matthew Delavadova, who is a Pies supporter but plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers here in the United States in the NBA. It was a great introductory program. You know, if you're somebody who's a, a lifelong fan of the game or you've been a fan for a number of years, I'm not a lifelong, four or five years for myself, but there wasn't anything that was earth-shattering or news-breaking for me. But for people who are just coming around to the game, I think this is a great opportunity to, to get a little bit of inside baseball if I can borrow some American... Uh, an American colloquialism, if you will, uh, to learn a little bit about behind the scenes from people who definitely know what's going on. So that show is going to be on at six o'clock on Thursday evenings for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know if it'll be something that goes into the off season during the draft period, during the trading period, that type of thing. I'm not sure, but it's just really nice to see that they've actually got something where they're trying to sell this game because let's be honest here in the States, they're still scrambling for live sports. European soccer has started to play again. Korean baseball is playing. I've got friends that are watching Korean baseball. I, I've not seen any of it. I have no idea what's going on with it. Uh, but it was great to, uh, to have the, the two guests on. And like I said, I think it's a inter great introductory program. You know, McGuire and Taylor have a huge amount of insight that can help American fans learn the game. And like I said, it's going to be on at 6 o'clock each evening. Um, and if Major League Baseball doesn't get their act together, maybe this could help supplant that. Uh, now, for those of you that don't know, if you're here in the States or you're, you're somewhere besides Australia, Mason Cox is the, uh, the second American to be playing in the AFL. And it's terrific to see him flourishing, to see his game improve every year. And uh, I've heard him on a number of uh, interview programs. 
and actually a podcast that I'm going to reference here in just a moment as well. But we kind of had a little bit of a uh, a groundswell of a push, if you will, to try to get another guest onto Mr. McGuire's program. So if any of you have contact information with him, pass it along. We've reached out to SiriusXM, but we think a great guest would be Danny Marshall of the Bulldogs AFLW squad. Now I had the, the pleasure, the privilege of, of having Danny on my show a couple of months ago and just a wonderful person, just an absolute joy to talk to. But she's the first American woman to play in the AFLW. And I think that that would be a great guest to have on this radio show on Sirius XM. So Mr. McGuire, if you're listening or somebody who is involved with Sirius XM, if you're listening, I think Danny would be a great choice to have on your show. So hopefully that can happen in the not-too-distant future. Now, a couple things that showed up in the news this week, and these kind of go along with uh, what's going on with Mr. McGuire's show, with the season starting back up. I, uh, I ran across an article on uh, the ESPN.com.au website, and it was written by a gentleman, and I'm probably going to get the name wrong, but uh, Niall Siwang. And it's S-E-E-W-A-N-G. I apologize if I got it pronounced incorrectly. I did link to it in the show notes. But he wrote a great piece about how this is a wonderful opportunity for the AFL to grow viewership here in the United States. Because like I said, we're starving for sports here. Not everybody who is a basketball fan or a hockey fan or a baseball fan is enamored with soccer, with football football okay european football not everybody's a fan of that some are but not everybody is but he wrote that this is a great opportunity for this you know after that first round explosion of interest where people were like what the heck is this that we're watching oh it's rugby no it's not come on let's get past that but uh this is a a great chance and he referenced a, a podcast in this article and i actually listened to this uh, several episodes of this um, while I was working in the garden this week, and it's done by um, a, a writer for ESPN by the name of Shannon Gill, and as well as uh, Mason Cox is appearing on this as well, as well as an American broadcaster by the name of Ed Wyatt, and it's a, it's a podcast that's called The Greatest Season That Was, and it has a whole bunch of different avenues that it's gone down dealing with cricket, and I'm, I don't know much about cricket uh, I know even less about rugby. I watched rugby last week for the first time, and it just it looked scary. Just you know, a bunch of really thick guys running into walls repeatedly. I, I that's what I got out of it. Uh, but it looked like some guy made a really great move, being able to keep the ball in play yesterday. I saw a video of that on Twitter. Not sure what that meant, but um, it looked interesting anyway. But Mr. Gill has this podcast called "The Greatest Season That Was." And what they did in this this podcast for several episodes was uh, they recounted and they went back and looked at the glory days, if you will, of the VFL here in the United States back during the 1980s when a fledgling ESPN was scrambling for any kind of competition to put on their airways because they were just starting out they didn't have basketball they didn't have football or baseball things like that they were showing softball and uh and other things that you know like tractor pulls and those types of things where you have tractors that pull really heavy weights and they got a uh an opportunity to have the vfl 
And it went on for a number of years. And what was interesting, they interviewed Mason Cox during this episode, during one of the episodes. They also interviewed Paul Ruse, who I believe he and I actually were born on the same day, um, if I remember correctly. And then they interviewed uh, Bob Lee, who was one of the original guys working with ESPN back in the late 1970s. But what was really revealing, and I didn't know this, that Paul Ruse was very much involved with helping Australian football grow here in the United States. He was one of the people that really helped to bring about the exposure of it here, uh, conducting some of the first um, tryout camps that were going on here as well, having coached uh, the U.S. national team at one time as well. I had no clue about these things. It was a fascinating, fascinating uh, bit of history there. So I, I, I was really thrilled to hear that. I did put a link to the show notes in the show notes for this as well. So it's called The Greatest Season That Was. And uh, Mr. Gill reached out to me on Twitter earlier this week. It was great to trade some messages with him. I'm hoping that I can sit down and talk with him sometime in the near future. I've not uh, I've not reached out to him about that yet, but I'm, I'm hoping that we get the opportunity to do that um, because I think he would be a great um, source of information. And... Uh, like I said, I highly recommend this podcast. Now, a couple of days ago, I got uh, bombarded is not the right word, but I had a number of comments that showed up on, on my podcast, which I'm thrilled by. Don't get me wrong. If, if you're listening for a long period of time, I'm always asking for feedback from you. And I wanted to thank a gentleman by the name of Tim Shaw for reaching out and he helped to set me straight on the different competitions that were being played in South Australia and in Western Australia and how some of those things ended up really folding into the VFL at one time, at one point in time. Um, so I was, I'd kind of gone off on a little bit of a tangent in the wrong direction with that. And he, he in the comments gave me some great feedback on that, and I, I'm, I'm truly happy that he shared that with me because, again, this is a learning experience for me. I, I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything. So I was thrilled that Mr. Shaw reached out and gave me some very detailed information about that, and he offered up, you know, if there's any other things I want to know, he shared his Twitter handle with me. So I'm sure I'll be reaching out with him and again, him sometime in the near future as well to talk to him, and, and just, it was great to get some of that information. Now, one of the things that I really wanted to do with this episode, and it's something that I've been contemplating doing, I just hadn't done it, and I thought, you know what, I want to get this going, was that I created a, uh, a Google form. Uh, it's, it's a document that can be shared with people that they can fill out. And uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create a mailing list of people who listen to the show, to, who listen to a yank on the footy. And I put a link to this, and it's the top one of the hyperlinks in the show notes. And it's a, uh, a Google form that uh, is uh, asking you um, to help out with uh, putting in your email address, uh, that type of thing. So when new episodes come out, I can create a contact list and email you a link to the show as soon as it comes out, rather than having to wait for it to upload to your favorite podcast hosting site. 
I mean, the one that I use most of the time for listening to shows on my own is one called Stitcher. And it's usually one of the last ones to update my podcast. So when I put out a new episode, and this one will come out at around 10 o'clock, maybe 9 o'clock local time here on a Saturday night, it may not update until sometime early Sunday morning. I like the app. I think it's a pretty functional app, but it just it sometimes does a little bit slowly. So I, I'm hoping to put this list together so I can send out a group email to everyone saying, here's the new episode. I'm also hoping to be able to use this for the times in which I, and I haven't done this yet, but I'm hoping to do this in the very near future, actually putting together a live episode, possibly one where it's while a game is on, while I'm watching a game or something of that nature, or talking about a topic where people can can come in and ask questions, kind of like a, a call-in show, if you will. And I'm still working through some of the bugs on that and how that works, but there'd be an opportunity for that sort of thing to happen, rather than being a, a pre-recorded show that I simply upload and then send off to to the podcast host. Okay, and it's also going to give an opportunity for I, I put a question on there. This you know it says you know, for the email address and uh, what club you support. You know what what country do you live in, or in the case of Australia, what state in Australia do you live in. Uh, to just kind of figure out where people are. Um, Don't worry, I'm not going to come to your house and and try to sell you anything door-to-door. I'm not doing that at all. But, uh, you know, I was hoping that this would be a great opportunity for you to to reach out to people who are really enjoying the show and, like I said, to to connect with them even more, okay? And it's also, there also is a question on there that's going to ask... you, if you have any questions that you wanted to ask me, things that you would want me to answer in an upcoming episode, or if you had ideas for an upcoming episode, or you had a, uh, hey, you should interview this person, and I have their contact information, that type of thing. So, like I said, I, I have about six or eight, possibly even more interviews that are in the works, people who have wanted to come on, people have said they want to come on. I've been working on the scripts, that type of thing for them. I just haven't conducted them yet. Uh, But I'm always looking for new ideas. I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear your ideas on things. So by all means, I invite you to, uh, to sign up for this email list. Now, if you don't sign up, that's okay. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm not compelling you. I'm not, you know, not forcing you. I hope you'll still listen to the podcast, but I'm just hoping that this is going to be something where it's going to allow those of us who have similar interests to be able to communicate with one another. And like I said, I'll be able to share this podcast with you as soon as it is published. It'll be one of the first things that I send out because I'll send out once it's published, I get the link for it and I'll send out a thing to Twitter and to LinkedIn and to Facebook and then to the different team pages that I've found on Facebook and to the different team pages on Twitter, that type of thing. And like I said, it's just going to be an opportunity for me to to try to, to bring the game or to bring the, the podcast closer to you and in a more timely fashion, if you will. Okay. And now that school is, is done for this year, um, I have, we were technically done on, on Thursday. I still have a few grades to get taken care of before we finish up, but uh, this is going to give me an opportunity to do some of these things. So I, I, I'm hoping that you'll consider signing up for it. Now, 
before we wrap up for this week, there's nine games that are going to be getting ready to be played here very soon. And by the time you've listened to this, maybe they've already been played. But I want to go on the record and give you my tips for this week. Okay, I'm no expert. I don't know much of anything. But this is how I think the games are going to play out. And I've got them listed by the order that they're going to be played in here. So here goes. I apologize if I did not select your team to win. But this is just how I see it happening. Okay, Richmond and Collingwood. I think Richmond's going to take this game by seven points. A few weeks ago, I, I predicted on one of my podcasts that this was going to be the first game that the league was going to play when they came back. This is before the schedule had been released. And I thought if they want to have a, uh, a an opening game that's just going to reach out and grab people, at this point in time, I don't think you can do better than Richmond and Collingwood. Okay. Now, like I said, I, I finally got something right as far as that goes. So they are playing. Now, I'm not a supporter of either club. But I think that they're two of the best clubs. And I, I just think it's going to be a very close game. And I think Richmond by by seven points. And I will be up. That's a 540 in the morning start for me. But I will be out of bed to watch that one. Now, the next game is Geelong and Hawthorne. And I, I have uh, Geelong winning this one by 13 points. I'm not going to make the jokes about whether or not Hawthorne can find their way down the, the interstate or the highway to get to Geelong. That's not for me to say even though I just did make that joke. But as a cat supporter, I, I have to admit that I, I finally just watched the uh, opening game with GWS. I just watched it last night. I'd been busy with other things. I knew they had lost. I knew they'd lost by over five goals. But with the new new start of the season coming upon us, I realized, you know what, I need to watch round one and see what went on. And GWS is a terrific team. I know a lot of people are picking GWS to win the whole thing. We shall see. But like I said, as a cat supporter, like I said, I just I just watched the game. I think that uh, allowing the team to get healthy is going to pay off for them. We'll see if Jack Steven ends up in the lineup. We'll see if uh, you know Eddie McGuire allows that to happen. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see what type of an impact Jonathan Patton has for the Hawks. You know, when he was with GWS before he hurt his knee, he had moments where he was a dominant player. And we'll see if that, that carries forward with the Hawks because I, they could certainly use his scoring. Now, the next game, I have Brisbane over Fremantle by 15 points. Now, I think that Brisbane may come back to earth a little bit this year. They were terrific yesterday. They snuck up on – or not yesterday, last year. They snuck up on a lot of teams uh, – you know, they on the league, if you will, on the competition, because I think it was, this was probably the year where people expected them to take that great leap forward, if you will. But I still think they're a better club than Fremantle at the moment. And, you know, Charlie Cameron, he's a star. He is an absolute gun, and he is officially out from underneath Eddie Betts's shadow. He is, he's worth the price of admission when you're allowed to go to the games. Couple that with the fact that this is going to be the the time in which Fremantle is going to be entering the hub for the first time. And I think the whole process with that and realizing we're going to be here for a month or so could become a little bit distracting for them. So I've got Brisbane beating Fremantle by 15. The next game is Carlton and Melbourne. I've got Carlton winning this one by nine points. And I think this is the year where Carlton finally starts to gain some traction 
and climb their way back up the ladder a little bit. Are they going to be in the top eight? I don't know. Possibly, but I think they're going to be much better than they have been in recent years. And while I think the D's are going to be a much better team and have a much better showing than they had last year because it seemed like nothing went right for them, I just really have a hunch that Carlton's going to take this one. Now, West Coast and Gold Coast. I've got West Coast winning this one by 19. I think you know this this could fluctuate, and there's you know I think that Gold Coast is going to be a much improved team this year. They've got some really good young talent. They brought in some veteran players who from other clubs that that are going to help to provide leadership on the Gold Coast. But I don't think they're quite there yet. But I think this could be a wider margin if Tim Kelly Tim Kelly's ankle is healthy. I saw that he had uh, tweaked his ankle a little bit during a. Uh, training session the other night, so we'll see. We'll see if that happens. And like I said, I, th- I think that West Coast is going to beat Gold Coast by 19. Now, Port Adelaide and Adelaide. This is the one that I have as the widest margin right here. I've got Port beating Adelaide by 23 points. I think Port's going to be a, a dynamic club this year, and I think they're going to definitely want to win on their home grounds against the team that shares it with them before they head off to their hub. So I've got Port beating Adelaide by 23 points here. GWS and North Melbourne. I've got GWS winning this one by 17. And like I said, I think this is going to still be one of the best matchups of the weekend. GWS is certainly a premiership contender. A lot of people have picked them to win. But I think the Kangaroos are going to be a much improved team this year. And I think they're going to cause people a lot of headaches. But I think GWS coming off of the the 32-point win against... uh, against Geelong, even though it was 81 days ago, give or take, is still going to be a, uh, a team to be reckoned with. I think they're going to they're gonna win a heck of a lot of games this year. Now, Sydney and Essendon. I changed my mind on this one several times. I had it Sydney. I had it Essendon. I changed back to Sydney, winning it by four points. Like I said, this is kind of a toss-up. I'm not sure. I think it could go either way. And I probably should not be picking against uh, Anthony McDonald, Tippin Woody. He is he is so much fun to watch. And while I'm not an Essendon, Essendon supporter, I I make sure I go out of my way to watch him play just because of how high energy he is. And here in the United States, we had a TV network that used to call their programming. They said it was must-see TV. I think that's the... Uh, that's the case for uh, Anthony Tipping Woody. He is must-see television because you never know what he's going to do. A lot like Charlie Cameron. In many ways, a lot like Liam Ryan as well. And the last game of the nine, on I think it's Sunday evening it's being played, uh, the Western Bulldogs and St. Kilda, and I have Western winning this one by 18 points. I think Bradley Hill is going to be a huge help to the Saints this year, but I think right now at this point in time, Western simply has too much talent, and I think Western's going to win this one by three goals. But like I said, what do I know? I'm I'm just an old man sitting in my sitting in my family room right now recording this. I could be wrong on all nine of these, but I bet I'm not. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, we have weathered the footy storm. And our patience is just about to pay off. I hope you enjoy the games. I hope your team wins. 
and I hope that you have a terrific week. Again, I ask that you take a look at the show notes and that Google form that I sent to you. There's nothing you have to do other than click on it and answer the questions if you choose to do so. I hope you'll consider doing that. Because like I said, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of get, get closer to you to, to learn a little bit about you as fans, the types of questions that you might have that you would want to ask me. And like I said, I want to be able to bring the, the podcast to you as quickly as possible once it's published. Now, ladies and gents, don't forget that while you can find all of the episodes of this podcast at a yank on the footy.podbean.com. You can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. I hope you'll consider going to the uh, Apple Podcasts and giving me a review. I've had four or five of them on there. That's, yeah, that's been it thus far. I appreciate those of you who have done that. I truly appreciate those of you who have made comments on the, uh, the Podbean app. That really helps me. I really do like to know what you're thinking. And that's one of the things that I think about this, uh, this email document that I put together today. I think that's going to help as well. Okay. But these, you know, the, the comments, that sort of thing, it lets me know what I need to work on. lets me know what's going well. And, uh, it lets the podcast host know what you think of the show as well. So don't forget, you can also reach out to me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. So that's a great place to get in touch as well. I had a, several emails this week. You can also reach me on Twitter at yank underscore on and on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of two of his pieces of music. Mr. McDade's created some fantastic music and I'm using the, the pieces elevation and backplate. You can reach him at josephmcdade.com slash music. And Mr. McDade, thanks again for your hard work and for your wonderful music. And I did find out you can actually find him on Spotify as well. That's Joseph McDade, M-C capital D-A-D-E. He is, on, he is on Spotify as well. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you'll fill out that form so we can you know, eventually talk to one another about uh, things going on in a possible upcoming live episode. And ladies and gents, I want to thank you because while many of us are fans of our own teams, Deep down, we're fans of the game that we all love and we've waited very patiently for, and that's the game of footy. We're just a handful of days away from footy being back. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so very much for listening, and I ask that you share a link to this podcast with your friends and family. They might enjoy it. I'm at the point in time right now where I've actually now reached 4,500, almost 4,600 downloads. I can't do that without you. I can't listen to my own show and get the, you know, get downloads like that. So I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day. And ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode 27 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. 
I hope you'll consider filling out that Google form that I shared with you this evening. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And happy birthday to Gavin Ingham, my guest from episode 21. Gavin, I hope you've had a fantastic day.